Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the sensation that is sweeping the nation. This is Sky Pirate Radio. Uh, we're coming at you live uh, from the hot, fiery coals of Mount uh, Kinglock. Um, standing over the flames is uh, Kevin Stott. Ah, my feet. They're hot. Uh, <laughs> okay. Piggybacking on Kevin is Joel Vanderveld. I'm also... Uh, doing a nice pig spit roast as well, so... Oh, nice. It's a delicious yeah. time up here while Kevin's That's in excruciating what pain. caused the fire. And, it, wait, is that a pig spit roast, or, or is that Max there on the stick? Hey guys, I, I'm actually quite uncomfortable right now. <laughs> yeah, you would be, I reckon. But, uh, it's too late, we're gonna eat you. I'm I mean, Jace. considerable pain. I'm sorry, but uh, this is the way it's going to have to be. We didn't bring a pig, we just brought you. This is fairly morbid. We had to, you had yeah. to improvise. Yeah. Um, it's gone all Lord of the Flies, actually. So. <laughs> We've been stranded here for quite some time. We, we have to eat the meatiest one, and uh, since I'm the king, uh, that, that's not me. So, so Max, we you're the second. Be, we can't be trusted alone for a week while this happens. <laughs> um... I'm Jace. We're all here. It's been a while since we recorded a podcast. We've been a little busy, to say the least, I think. So mm. so last time we recorded was before PAX, and, and it was as we were doing the Steam Greenlight stuff, and uh, that was all greenlit, that was all good, and then we went to PAX uh, exhibiting Help I'm Haunted. Uh, h- how did that go for us, boys, do you reckon? Swimmingly. Yeah. <laughs> Homer Simpson touching his fingers together <laughs> swimmingly. But yeah, it did really well. It was really good to get people to play it, and they played it and they enjoyed it. It was good. Yeah. We got our name out there a little bit, and we had a whole bunch of fun, which was, I think, we needed that. Yes. It was good. Good, mm. good. Yeah, I, I think, uh, especially for, for you guys, Joey and Kevin, especially, uh, I imagine working on that thing for so long and then finally being able to show it to people and show it off and, and have people play it and enjoy it must feel pretty good, I reckon. Yeah, it's a little bit of a, uh, a breath of relief, I guess, knowing yeah. that people are like, yeah, cool, no, this is fun. Because mm. you have yourself in that echo chamber for so long where you're like, yeah, is absolutely. this good? Yeah, that kind absolutely of thing. Absolutely, you do. Mm. So it's good. We got to we got to see we played the we got to see some places where we can improve some stuff as well. So it's still got for, still got like a lot of work, think, but yeah, yeah, yeah. We we've got some pretty good foundations, and we know what we're doing at the moment. So we're excited. Yeah, it's mm. just that last ten percent that takes the ninety percent of time to finish. Also, your soul. Yeah, you have to pay that as well. That, that's the toll. We had an interesting meeting with. The devil. Uh, wow. So, so, you know, should be we should be good. We should Promising be good. things. You guys are in talks with EA? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, Max. <laughs> well, well, there goes all our relationships with EA in the future. Thanks a lot, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's no one uh... listens to... No, it's okay. We'll be safe. No one listens to this podcast. No one listens to any podcast. It's true. I don't listen to this at all. <laughs> the only podcast with fewer listeners than it has uh, guests. <laughs> no, oh, there's people out there listening. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening. Don't, no, we don't have any analytics, so we don't know how many of you there are. Uh, that's know. not because we didn't choose to see them. I just forbid everyone to use them. <laughs> Dark no, magic. Not, yeah. Not allowed to look. Bad juju. Um. Yeah. Just every, and, and and that goes with game sales as well. Every time we ask Joey see how many games we've sold, he goes, "Are you sure?" And then I'm we just... don't know. <laughs> she says, yeah, she's like, well, I guess I'm not sure, Joey. And then we never find out. Exactly. I disappear in a cloud of smoke. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah, if you, if you want to see, we have, we have some photos on Twitter of us at PAX with the uh, game backpack that we brought the game on uh, at Sky Pirate Radio. And we should have more pictures coming at you eventually yeah. Um, yeah. on our, all our social medias, I reckon. We've got so th- them. We've got the photos. We just need to post them. Yes. We'll do that. Maybe we'll make like a Facebook album or something. I don't know. Ooh. I don't know yet. Maybe a little saucy. Yeah. Um, so, let's get down to business. Uh, to defeat the Huns. To, yeah, to defeat the Huns. Can't and uh, defeat let, the Huns with dusty okay, jump wings. Uh, let's, do a little, let's do a little changey because this time we actually got a question. <laughs> what the heck? I thought we yes. didn't have any listeners. Well, we do have this Rats. one. I don't. I we do have this one apparently. <laughs> um, right. So this is a question from Christopher, who works at Total Tools, which is a, a lovely tool shop. Uh, Christopher writes, "Hey, was wondering if this game will have achievements. I'm a sucker for them." Uh, Chris, before we answer your question, I just want to say I have a lot of respect for your profession. And, and uh, your, thank your you shop. for your hard your, your hard work. Thank you. Um, well, what we're do you have? Think? A, yeah, we're gonna have achievements, right? We just yeah. gotta figure out what they are. Yeah. Can well, all right, all right. Let's do it right now. Let's all figure them out. Uh, number one, you gotta beat the game. Uh, number two, you gotta play it only in your underwear. Uh, you go yeah. upside down. Yeah. Um, no, there'll be some. There'll be <laughs> one like... achievement is don't buy the game. Which is really weird. <laughs> how to know how you? Yeah, yeah. So only yeah. There's no way to get all of them because as soon as you bite, you lose that one. Yeah. Um. There'll be stuff. There'll be like. There'll be. Do regular mode. There'll be. There'll be the normal ones. So we'll have like, finish the game, upgrade guns. Yeah, upgrade your guns. Probably max out your money if you get that to be the maximum amount it can be. Probably if you finish the game without leveling up any guns. So some like challenge runs, stuff like that. Um. Yeah, we just need to get there'll be a package or something that we can get that'll hook us out into Steam and probably on the the phone as well with Game yeah. Center we'll be able to do the same thing. Um, mm. Yeah, we just got to figure out and decide what the rest of some fun stuff is going to be to put it in. To be sure. Cool. Yes. So that's that. Thank you for your question, Christopher. And thank you for your tools of the trade. Um, More questions. If you have a question... Don't email I, us. Keep it yourself. I don't know if if we'll ever have a question that'll be able to top that one. But send them to questions at skypiratestudios.com or on Twitter at Skypirate Radio. Thank you. It's been a fun podcast. It's been fun. (laughs) Uh, See you all later. We need Max's final thought. No, that's for later. That's that's for that's for the very end. We're just giving him a heads up, right? Yeah, yeah. Now I can think about it. Yeah. Um. Have we been playing anything, my my good friends? I what have we been up to? Got a chance to check out Star Citizen. Oh, last my night. God. In fact, uh, I had friends that bought me a couple of packages, and I'll just say the game is 
really buggy right now, <laughs> but and it, it's it's just a tech demo. But boy, did we have a lot of fun. Good. Uh, I, Joey, can you first... ask me a question quickly before yes. you start? Yes. What is what is Star Citizen? Like, I I know I don't I don't know what the gameplay is in that game yet. The core okay. part of it. Well, Star Citizen is a big crowdfunding uh, game. Yeah. Well, it's still being crowdfunded. I treat it as the more money to make, the bigger and larger and more ambitious the game's going to get. Mm-hmm. But it's by Chris Roberts, who worked on the Wing Commander series. And they, he wanted to, I guess, create a giant sandbox universe where people can go out and be a star citizen. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just a giant space sim where you can do whatever, hmm. more or less. I remember, I remember seeing they were adding like uh, this was about a year or so ago. They were tacking parts of the game, like oh, they've got some some first-person shooter bits or other genre bits in contained within. So, as far as I know right now, and this is what's been explained to me by someone who's a little bit more in the actual uh, news loop, is they're making different modules just to test and get people interested, but these modules are all going to be combined into one living universe. At the moment, the tech demo is flying around different stations, getting out in the stations, flying to different, uh, you know, Places and stuff like that, being able to pull out your gun, shoot stuff, fight people in your ship, etc., etc., etc. So it's a small kind of like chunk of what's happening, and I, I think it shows real promise. And we had last night, within the first 10 minutes of the game, I decided to crash my ship into a friend just to assert my dominance. <laughs> you know, I wanted to show him that I was a real alpha male. Uh, it turns out that the universe doesn't like that, and I became a pirate. Ooh. I didn't. I didn't spawn in the normal port. I spawned in some place called Grim Hex, which is this giant <laughs> pirate space base that's in the middle of this destroyed asteroid. That's a good name for a space yes. Yes. Yes, base. I can't like it's like the banners and everything. I'll show you later. Yeah, yeah. But like the banners and everything on the on the actual space base, they're like. It had a different name, but whoever, like these pirates that have taken over this base, have just like crossed everything out, so it's now Grim Hex. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's yeah, super fun. So that happened. I became a pirate, and then my two friends were like, "Oh shit, we need to go on a rescue mission to get him because I just smashed my ship, etc., etc." Um, we we get they they get to me finally, and uh, they take me to this. This space station in the middle of nowhere, and these guys that just started talking to us, and you know, it came out of emergent gameplay. They'd taken over this station and pretended to be security and stuff like that. And they're like, uh, "You're identified as hostile target. This is a friendly station, occupied by, um, you know, UAEC space. Blah 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 blah. State your intentions." And we're like, "Oh, we're just here. Like my ship's damaged. I don't know what I'm doing." <laughs> anyway, I had to go into this big room. I had to hack into a PC to clear my criminal record just so I could get back and fly to the normal port. It was it was sensational. It was so much fun. And then, uh, yeah, we just started stealing people's ships and having a little bit of fun with that and going around, buying different things. And, yeah, it's got a, it's got a lot of promise. One of the, the craziest things that we did, though, we jumped into a, uh, this beacon. We were doing a mission to check out this beacon. We jumped in this beacon... I was at the co-pilot seat of a friend while another one was on. Another friend was on wing in his own ship. We started taking out all these pirates. I'm, uh, you know, controlling the different, 
I'm controlling the different, uh, you know, energy levels and battery power levels of the, the shields, the weapons, the thrusters, making sure the ship doesn't take damage. We air blitter at this pirates, and then he flies around to this beacon, opens up the back of his ship. I jump out, go over to this beacon, collect it, and then fly back into his ship. <laughs> it closes up, and then we jump out of there. And it was, yeah, it those reasons alone, show it's got so much promise. Um, I think it'll be something to look forward to. Uh, I think they've got, yeah, it's in good hands. Slowly but surely. Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions. Is, is does it have like capital ships like star destroyers and stuff? Yeah, so they've. I'm not too sure how many are in the game at one at the moment, but I think there's one, and that can hold one other ship on it. Yeah. But I think they're planning to do big capital ships that are going to take like a whole clan to operate twenty or so people for it to be functioning <laughs> awesome. properly, and it's going to be like the backbone of your clan's military might. So. Hmm. Could be, yeah, could be a lot of Well, fun. that just got... That was one of the things that's getting added, I think, in the uh, No Man's Sky update. That's yes, right. I, heard about that. yeah. I need to try that. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Base Yo, building and stuff Yeah, like I heard that. that. Like, I I never had a problem with No Man's Sky, but I didn't really have any expectations of what it was going to be. So I'm kind of the same way. I played it and enjoyed, for what it, uh, enjoyed it for what it was worth. Um, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, Star Citizen, uh, coming at you, uh, probably finished 20, 2049. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Star Citizen I... will happen in real life by the time it's finished. I know that, like, <laughs> next year they want to add in their, their mini-verse a bit more. So it's like, it's, at the moment it's kind of a mini-verse, but the update 3 is going to have planetary landings and, ah, and cool. all that kind of stuff, so... Other than that, I got to check out the Division's new update. Um, they made that game kind of fun again. Uh, they <laughs> improved on it a lot. And the survival mode on it is, yeah, that's it's it's really crippling. And I feel it's that alone is worth going back and checking out. Uh, it's I feel like that's what the original E3 trailer was supposed to be. It's got um, more door window tech, doesn't it? Like kind of. In the survival mode, like the... The snow falls yes. off the windows, and it's like really realistic. So they've doubled down on. I have. Let's have it. In, let's have weirdly realistic dealings with the, I, the open. But car I can't doors. help myself. I, every time I see a car, I just run and bump <laughs> so into. So you can see the snow fall down. Yeah. But it's it's a really challenging mode. <laughs> you know, you need to update. You need to the cosmetic items aren't cosmetic anymore. They handle your temperature. You got to search for medicine to keep up your timer because uh, you only got a limited time in there. Food and water, and then you got to you start with nothing. So, for those of us, for those who want to like have a bit of a challenge and bought the dis- the division and were a little bit disappointed, absolutely worth checking it out. Um, and that's me, I guess. Cool. Um, uh, Kevin, what have you been playing in that little shack of yours that you call a house? Um... <laughs> that ended up being more mean than I thought. <laughs> yeah, that sounded really, sorry. really mean. That's what I love my. Shack. What What have um... you been playing in that old? Like under the bridge there where you live, <laughs> you troll, you monster <laughs> human. Um, Target had that deal on the other day where they had some cheap stuff, so I went and I picked up Uncharted Four and the new Deus Ex. I haven't played much of them. I got disappointed by the fact that uh, you don't get to get on PS4. You don't get to collect your free Praxis kits from doing the Deus Ex Go stuff because uh. apparently Sony was like, nah. <laughs> 
Of course, Sony. They all just wanted to have them, like, I guess they wanted to sell more of them on their store, but I'm not going to buy any, so, like, why why do this, Sony? <laughs> Wait, did, did, was that in Deus Ex Go? They said, oh, get your free thing if you play this. Well, it says, it said, like, it's, it says, it says Xbox 360 and PC, but oh. I didn't, I didn't read that. That's kind of fucked. That's yeah, sucks. I know, like, yeah. what? I mean, it's, it's, it's Sony's fault. I mean, they say it, they say it, but it's kinda it's not it's yeah it's not that clear but it's a good game anyway so i'm not a, i'm not excited about it it's just kind of annoying um but yeah i haven't played too much of those except the breach stuff in uh deus ex seems pretty cool mm. um where it's all just kind of abstract it's basically you're doing deus ex gameplay and stuff so running around climbing through vents and stuff but it, they have all these kind of different arenas but it's so it's all abstract and you're like doing like VR hacking or something. Mm. So like you're like a dude made out of some triangles and you run around hacking terminals and stuff and trying to get high scores and stuff. So oh, cool. they're using the kind of mechanics and making it kind of a score-based or time-based thing and then it has all like upgrades and stuff. So that's the kind of the mode that they want as like the living mode that you keep playing after you finish the story. Mm. Um, and I might be able to get into it. We'll see how it goes. Cool. Um, but we've been playing the trail. Yes, we have. Oh that was God. a long time ago where when we started playing the trail because it's been a long time since we did a podcast. But I've, uh, we got into the trail. We did. Um, um, you too, Joey. Happy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh no! So that's the new uh, twenty-two cans Peter Molyneux game, uh, which turned out all right because after that kind of that kind of really. Uh, Rock Paper Shotgun article that really put him on blast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after Peter Molyneux like promised to like, or like threatened, I guess, to, like I'm never gonna talk to the media again, and then he didn't, and uh, the trail is probably much much better for it. Yeah. So like basically, that, that's, sorry, that's a cool idea for Peter Molyneux to do it. Just not talk to anyone, so there's no expectations. Then just like oh here's a game just drops one day there's not even any sort of announcement for it any or anything before it's uh, yeah no release. I agree with you on that there's like you know how much uh, how much pain and suffering could have been avoided for the you know the <laughs> goddess that and yeah. the no man's sky crew yeah. for just being quiet I mean like it's not it's not anyone's fault yeah, you get excited you about your game be, yeah you don't have to be quiet you just have to you just have to kind of. Let people know what they're to actually expect. Yeah, mm. I don't think Molyneux also was always making stuff that, you, like, he obviously wanted it in the game, but mm. it wasn't realistic to expect it to be in the game. Yeah, but I miss, I sort of miss Peter Molyneux's presence over the game industry. He, he felt like an integral part to this all. Yeah, just him. Just, it, it was like there's there's three things that are constant. It's Shigeru Miyamoto, Ken Levine, and uh. Molyneux saying things about a new game and then it comes out and then he says no the next one is actually the one (laughs) I miss I miss Will Wright and his reticulated spines (laughs) why 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 could Peter Molyneux get away with saying that stuff for so long but um you think about like Hello Games and Sean Murray and the sort of treatment he's got online I think because you know, Molyneux already people, had a bit of pedigree behind him. I think people created. cared yeah. more about No Man's Sky, and also at a certain point, you expected it from Molyneux. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 So Mo- it wasn't Molyneux became anymore. Molyneux became like a village idiot figure when No Man's Sky got built up to such a degree. 
yeah. through the scale of the game that it was just like, well, this will never satisfy anyone. Yeah. And, and when it came out, and, it, and then people came back to reality and realized, oh, this was made by an indie team. There's only so much they can do. Yeah. Uh, it, it, they didn't, they didn't like it very much. <laughs> people got very angry. It's a weird situation, but I want to check out that new base building stuff. Anyway, the trail is a the video trail. Game. So the trail is a game about going to the New World in America and walking a trail and raccoons. And raccoons and yep. trading. So basically, what you actually do second to second is you have a dude, and it's like third person, and your dude is walking along the trail. You can kind of ch- change how fast he walks, but that really is your only direct control <laughs> over what your dude is doing. Uh, and apart from that, you just kind of swipe to... It's like a phone game. You swipe around to like look around the environment, and you kind of drag stuff down to the bottom, and the bottom is like... you got this like UI, and that's your bag. So you're like dragging stuff into your bag, and that's what you do, second to second. And then over like five minutes, you get to a camp where you stop, and then you can get all the stuff that you've made, and you can craft it into stuff which you can sell, or stuff which you know can make, give you a bigger bag, or like a jacket that has hooks for you to hang your tools on and stuff. And then there's, you know, we can make like axes and slingshots, and there's like little chopping down tree mini games and animal mini games. And it's pretty good. Yeah. It's really kind of cathartic just walking in there. It's fun to spend like a couple minutes in it. Yeah. It's good that because, like, if it had any actual, you're a dude running around and you're controlling that, that feels like that's what everyone would focus on and that's what Mm. it would be all about. But because it's not about that, it's all about what can you do with these resources, what can you craft and stuff. And about trading because, like, every... You want to do lots of trading to make money, so it's like, I'll cut down these trees so I can make... There's stuff that, like, isn't useful, but it's just, like, statues, like, statue of a rabbit, make a bunch of those, sell them, make some money, so you can, like, buy a bookcase or something for your house. It's a good game. Yeah, a little bit um, of fun. It's got a lot of that kind of Molyneux stuff kind of baked into it, like, if you're, if you're, not, paying, if you're not paying attention or you're kind of take a risk, you can pass out, and then your stuff will slowly drop out of your bag, and people walking past can choose to steal it or not. When you get in your town, everyone has, like, these shelves, but anyone else in the town can just come to your shelf and take I, anything off I it. just want to say I absolutely stole everything that wasn't bolted <laughs> down in that game. Oh, you're going to so... get a bad ending. You know what? I'm, I'm happy with that. I've made my peace. If there is an ending... <laughs> Yeah, I don't think there is. I think, like, yeah, it's not. There's not any punishment or anything. It's just do you do it? I guess. And I did. I am incensed and maddened by the idea of a Peter Molyneux game not having some fucked ending. <laughs> like, because, I... cur- right? So, so Peter Molyneux has to have like a layer of mystery. Like, now that he's done the curiosity thing, and that, and that was a real, a real bummer. I want there to be. All right, it's the trail. You reach the end of the trail and something's there. That's what I want. And you're it's gonna... You collect ten atlas stones. You're yes. there. And you're in the. You're the one that's there in the end. It's a, it's a journey of self discovery, uh, much like Cube was. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the same you, thing. You you're walking and you see a little rock and a figure standing on a rock, and it's Peter Molyneux in his black turtleneck <laughs> with a picnic basket, and he says. Oh hello, would you like to have a picnic with me? And it's then you realise 
that this isn't a cutscene. He's talking to you through Skype. <laughs> and it's it's happening as like right there and you're chatting with Peter Molyneux. And you have a picnic with him. He's and that's fuck. the end of the trail. That'd be good. You become be the nice. town mayor. Hmm. Or, or it zooms out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, you get elected to run an actual town. That would be good. Like like an actual <laughs> landmass like, in like the middle wasn't of Britain. That, wasn't that the deal with, with Q? Was, mm, it was a weird goddess thing. He, yeah. was, he was like god of gods, which meant that he was going to be part of like, he was going to be able to set some rules or something mm. in this thing and he would get some of the <laughs> revenue. But also the idea of the kind of god of gods is that it's a, it was a position that would uh, be like taken over by other people over time. Uh, and the idea was he was just going to be the first one. But then uh, that entire mode never got yep. made, so it nope. didn't matter. <laughs> yep. What if uh, what if it zoomed out like upwards of an aerial view and you find that the trail that you're walking on spells out Spore 2? That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> A hint announcement. Alright, so that's that's the trail. That's it seems alright. My phone can't run it, which is why I'm up, partly why I'm upset. That's, about why, that's it. why you're upset. If you want other stuff that you can play, uh, Jace, you can play Super Cat Tales, which is a cute phone game where you're a little cat's a little platformer. It's got some interesting control stuff, so you've only got left side of the screen, right side of the screen as your button inputs. Uh, we can double tap to uh, to jump off of ledges. So there's no jump button. When you hit a wall, you climb up it. So you do like wall jumping and stuff. That's fun. That's got some interesting stuff in it. And there's also uh, Hop Swap, which is a new Nitrome game, which is... Uh, I don't know how to explain that. There's like two worlds. The ground is another world. You can like stomp through to another dimension and gravity's upside down. So like uh, every platform has the side that you're on and then, you know, that's, that's the platform. But then you can go inside the platform and you're upside down. Whoa. Yeah, it's good. But don't... Please don't download the new Battlestar Galactica game. <laughs> I did. It's... And it doesn't... It's... <laughs> you think of, like, a Battlestar game to be fast-paced, not a weird turn-based slow... Yeah. You think you would fly a spaceship RPG. instead of its, like, Final Fantasy 1, where Select you have a plane, line of spaceships, and yeah. when they attack, they move forward and attack, and then move back. Oh, weird. I played it. I played it for like five seconds before it got deleted, and I was like, "Nope, this is making me hate everything." That's <laughs> so funny that they're party members. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the what best. They thought. That's what they thought the game should be. That's bizarre. That's sick. I'm downloading Battlestar Galactica to game right now. <laughs> right now, try and stop me. You can't. Wow, that's a, that's a bummer. Yeah. There's other good Battlestar Galactica uh, medias, though. You like the board game lots, I, I do. Board game is great. Yeah, board game's good. Mm. Is there any good Battlestar Galactica games? Not that, that I've played. I know there's been a couple that I haven't checked out on PS2, but I don't know. I haven't really done that much research into it. So yeah, There's a Red Dwarf game on, that came out on phones recently. I don't know how good what that is. What the heck? Hopefully right. it's another turn-based game. Yeah, well, apparently they... <laughs> They, um, there's a weird, weirdly, there's a, uh, Red Dwarf Easter egg in the, uh, Fantastic Beasts Lego Dimensions set, <laughs> so I might have to Naturally. get it, just so I can play that, because I love Red Dwarf so much. You do love Red Dwarf. I do. Uh, and I love Max, and I want to hear what he's been up to. I love you too. 
Oh, thanks. Man. <laughs> oh, you actually want to hear about games? Yes. Ah, oh. that's the game. That's what the game's called. <laughs> yeah. I love Max. Um, I've been. Oh, guys, it's been so long. Um, it has. It's been in ages. I got played through and am done with Battlefield One. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, cool. God, what a disappointing game. Yeah, no, that's why I didn't pick it up, bud. No, you didn't pick it up because you're like, oh, it's not realistic. <laughs> no, well, I also thought it was going to be a kind of faff. Uh, it's just kind of like, th- the, my main problem with it is that there's a couple of maps in there that are just awful. And every yeah. time I get them, I just feel awful. Um, <laughs> you know, there they were these sort of long... That's not a good sign. Long... No. <laughs> <laughs> you really know, well, you don't down. want. Um, I'm, I feel sorry for those map guys that made them, but this is what <laughs> this is the feeling they're inspiring. I just yeah. played their map that they designed, and I got an existential feeling of dread just build up in my stomach. It's, it's a, really there's a weird. bunch of like map designers in Sweden at the dice offices going like, oh, this 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 one Suez that'll make people turn to the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> That one, uh, that map, it's this long skinny thing with three control points where one team has A, one team has C, and then you battle over B. It's pretty plain, pretty boring. It's too skinny to do any significant flanking maneuvers, and so everyone just gathers around C, and if you're not on a mortar or a sniper rifle, like, you're done. Like, just quit. Everyone's getting wrecked all the time. Yeah, it's just so mindlessly sad i mean maybe that's a really that's good like world War yeah One. yeah maybe that's <laughs> the point but it's not a very fun point to make and then also, i never knew i never knew that indie night like this is completely off topic but uh, i never knew that indie nidel from the great war uh he did he wrote all the the medals and all their really uh explanations yeah oh. that's so weird yeah huh <laughs> so like they actually had consultants and everything on it yeah, but, I don't know. I guess they needed to make. I think you could. I I feel like where the designers could have lent into the history and made something interesting. Uh, they kind of treated each other as like enemies. Mm. It's like, oh, we, well, really, like we don't like. It seems like they didn't want to actually make a World War yep. One game. They wanted to make a World War Two game yep. yeah, uh, that is... had a different skin on it, and so they couldn't. They couldn't go in the same direction. Yeah, that's completely right. The the whole focus on semi-automatic weapons and stuff like that, it, it's funny because usually when I buy a game like that, I'll be thinking, you know, like, I've got this I've got this World War One board game and I've got all these World War One books and stuff and I'll start thinking, like, oh, I want to read the book and I want to play the board game and, like, you know, it's getting these these juices flowing, this enthusiasm for this sort of mm. era and this certain feel of things, but it just doesn't feel at all like a World War One game. There's nothing yeah, about absolutely. it that's. It just feels like a, I don't know. It almost feels like a weird point between World War One and Two, where everything looks like World War One, but like acts like World War Two, like it's a Spanish Civil War game or something. Yeah, <laughs> and they actually. There was those rumors right before it came, or before it was announced, that it was going to be a um, game set in an alternate history World War One, and I almost believe that might have been true until very late into the production cycle. 
where yeah, maybe so. some focus group testing or something said that oh we'd prefer an actual historical thing and honestly i don't think i i, I don't think i don't know it just didn't work it was too, but it was too it was too late to get to remove those uh suit of armor flamethrower cavalry yeah, so yep yep just i the... mean i want to put them in anyway <laughs> it's pretty sick it's a pity because like there's some moments where it's like you know you're in a british you know land ship and you're just cruising mm. over some like scarred battlefield sort of that's the name of the game um some like you know <laughs> trenches and stuff like that and dudes are running away screaming and someone's like running. take that kaiser yeah and like it, that's just awesome, but those moments are so few and far between that I I just I couldn't I couldn't recommend it. I just about thirty hours in, I was thinking like looking at Origins, um, their returns policy, and thinking maybe I can exchange <laughs> this for Titanfall Two. Like <laughs> I really wish I got Titanfall Two. Damn, Titanfall Two looks fun. It does. I remember, I remember in our last podcast you played the beta and you came out not feeling good about it. Titanfall 2. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was... I don't know. I felt okay. I think, I don't know. I think it was the modes that were in the beta. They didn't have mm. the sort of main mode mode. Sure. Yeah, you're right though. I didn't feel too good about it, but I don't know. After... I, don't, I don't either now. I've... I've... <laughs> The last second has turned me around again. But, I mean, on on the flip side, I came out of um, Battlefield 1 beta feeling really good about Battlefield 1. Yes, that's yeah. true. Yeah, so <laughs> I think I played you know. more of the beta than I did of the actual full release game. <laughs> mm. uh, apart from that, uh, Overwatch is back into my back into my sort of cycle of things that I'm playing. They brought out a new hero. She's really cool. Sombra. Sombra, she can hack people, so she can, like, hack people so you can't use your abilities, which is really annoying. Um, mm. She sort of throws this teleport grenade that, you know, she'll throw it, and for the next 15 seconds she can teleport back to where she threw it. Really oh, cool. Wow. Uh, turns invisible. Um, it's interesting how I'm, I'm not super interested in playing her at the moment, but just... It's just it, you know it's a good game because it's fun to play against her and with her, yeah. And, and it's cool just to see sort of the gifts turn up online of like things people have done with her. Like a I saw a gif of a tracer about to speed jump over a big gap on the um, Tibetan map, and just as she's jumping, Sombra hacks her so she can't do her speed jumps <laughs> and she just falls to her death. <laughs> good. Like really, that that game's just good again. I I was feeling pretty burnt out at it uh, probably last time we we were on, but um yeah, I'm feeling itching to play it most days now again. Yeah, need to get cool. your fix. Oh, and also um, I've been I've been playing um some fantasy football, as in Blood Bowl on the PC. <laughs> um, oh, that's yeah. Orcs vs humans on the pitch. Um, that's me. So I've been playing Blood Bowl Two. So for those who don't know, it's kind of like a, a bit like Warhammer Fantasy crossed with American football, and it's turn-based. Um, so you've got like you know your lines of orcs and goblins and humans and um, I think I'm not sure if they've got tomb kings in it yet, but like you know chaos and 
you know, lizard men and stuff like that, all, you know, trying to get touchdowns and stuff. It's really, yeah. really random. It's based on a board game that has a lot of dice rolls in it. It's really fun. Um, it has a campaign mode. It's, monly, it's mainly focused on the um, online multiplayer stuff, which I'm not too interested in, but um, the campaign mode is okay. Um, I had to turn off the audio for the voice acting. Um, it's I, I tried to turn off the subtitles as well. Um, it's that bad. Like, guys, <laughs> this is some of the worst voice acting I've ever heard in a video game. They've got Can you give me a little a little taste, a little sample? Oh next. well, they've got okay. So they've got it's a good idea. They've got um, a, like a big ogre looking dude and a vampire who do the commentary. Which sounds uh, like, yeah. okay, there's a lot of room for comedy there, right? Wouldn't you say? Yes. No, no, yes. it's terrible. <laughs> it's oh. terrible. It's trash. I they, they, it, In your first match, the ogre dude does like the same joke about needing balls to get a touchdown like three times. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps saying the same thing about like, oh, they were on that guy faster than a halfling on a sandwich. And it, it's they love that, that's classic Look, comedy. I don't know least, what you're talking about. At least they're commentating. I have a friend that's in the uh, Rocket League esports community, and he was watching because he subs for a, a, I think it's Team Infinity. I, I'm sorry if I've got that wrong, um, but he said the last one of the games that he was watching that was streamed of the ESL tournament. Uh, these guys weren't even commentating the game; they were just making meme jokes and <laughs> they'd get videos up and then put the videos on the ball and be like oh look there's a video on the ball oh. <laughs> so at least they at least they got that down they figured out that they should have a commentator yeah a game a game that came out recently with good commentary is a uh, hundred foot robot golf which has all the McElroy brothers on it oh um, nice. from my brother my brother and me oh wow well, yeah that yeah which is it, it looks really cool um so, yeah, so, so that's an example that with some you just need to team it up with some programmer who's going to set these things so they don't repeat it every ten minutes. Yeah, it's not yeah. That hard. Oh, it's not yeah. just it's not just the repetition. The writing it's was just bad on itself. The, yeah, the writing seemed really amateurish. Like it was, it seemed like it was. They didn't bring a writer in. They got someone in house to do it who obviously yeah. thought they were a lot funnier than they were. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a, well, there's a difference between having a guy who's you know in the office who's quite funny. And someone who can actually write professionally, like you know, you can't yeah. just get the dude who's a bit funny to do it because you know his it's a it's a whole different game, really. And um, I don't know. The, the, so that that was a bit of a disaster. But just muting that and ignoring the subtitles, uh, the game's fun. <laughs> um, Does the vampire <laughs> have any have any hot puns? Uh, did he say anything? Dude, about they even did blood? like a thing about like this really awkwardly done joke about trying to get uh, get a punch in at Fox News by the, the ogre dude used to work at Wolf News Network oh, and it's like Fox News isn't even the same division as Fox Sports like it's not even it doesn't even carry over and the whole thing about <laughs> it being a wolf instead of a fox was so awkward it didn't even <laughs> like it barely even worked as a as a what? bit of dialogue Hell? let alone a joke <laughs> Are you sure you were what you were playing um, this game and not watching Cool World or something like that? <laughs> you know, what, sounds... I feel like what what I wanted to see something or hear something like um, the, the the sort of the commentary on uh, the 
the Vince Vaughn movie Dodgeball. <laughs> like that sort of thing. What is that? Something in the Ocho. Yeah, the Ocho. Yes. <laughs> yep. Wait, what is that? That was the, the commentator's like... Oh, uh, the commentator in the movie. Yeah. I thought, I thought you were talking about director's commentary. It was on like ESPN <laughs> 9 or something. But they actually did funny jokes about how bad most sports commentary actually is. Which is like, that's a pretty, that's a pretty lucrative like pot of jokes there rather than making awkward jokes about like, oh, you're watching this on a crystal ball because it's fantasy. Fun fact that I know about, fun commentary fact on the DVD commentary for Brother Bear, the like mid-2000s Disney movie, there's a commentary where both the comedy relief Moose brothers have a commentary. And also they uh, swear during it and they had to be cut out. (laughs) Whoa, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. We have fun here at Sky Power Radio talking (laughs) about commentary and different things. Um, Is that all everyone's been playing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess that leaves me. What what about you? I haven't been playing uh, much uh, in preparation for, as we're recording this, Final Fantasy XV comes out tomorrow. Tomorrow. Really? That's me being excited about it. Yes. Um, so I'm going to get up bright and early because there's no midnight, re- midnight releases, you bunch of jerks, EB games. Um, and I'm going to grab my, my pre-order and play the poop out of that. Sorry about the podcast, guys, but it's going to take me a little bit to edit. <laughs> uh, I sh- I'll, I'll I'm going to try to pick it up tomorrow morning too. So Then we can have a hot discussion about it on the next one. I haven't podcast. pre-ordered it, so I'm hopefully JB Hi-Fi's still got some. Oh, they'll, they'll have plenty of them. Um, probably. Like, but you're not going to get the sick special edition with Kingsglaive in it. Everyone knows how much I love that movie. Yeah, what a cool movie. I didn't want to get any of the special editions because what all you get is the Mage Mashes, and uh, nobody really knows what the Mage Mashes or the Massa Moon does. So look. they sound really funny and made up. What Mage Mashes? The Mage Mash. Ma- yeah, that's true. Well, they're Ma- they're daggers to, to hurt. They mash mages. They probably. I'm going to be honest here, the, the Mage Mashes, you, no one's going to use them. <laughs> like, usually the, the pre-order special stuff is just like, here's a skin for your car and yeah. some weapons that It doesn't suck. really matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm just a, I'm a dumb idiot. That's, that's all there is <laughs> to it, really. And um, also, a lot of games coming out, actually. Um, here, Picross 3D 2 comes out the 3rd of December, I think, which looks really good. Um, and uh, The Last Guardian on the 7th of December as well. Ooh. And I'm excited about all those really? games. Yeah. I didn't know it was this year. Yep, this year. Uh, it was meant to come out October, but it got delayed one last time just for uh, old time's sake. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, you know, I've just been doing doing my regular old thing, playing the Phoenix Wright games. Um, I'm up to Ace Attorney Investigations, which is the one where you play as Miles Edgeworth, who's a cool dude. Uh, that one's really good. I remember Kevin... For a long time, was recommending me to play it, but I wanted to play through the rest of them, uh, the earlier ones first. But yeah, it's yeah. so it's so good. Uh, it's the first one that has a different writer from uh, Shutakumi, and um, oh. he it, it's a few guys actually. And I was like, oh, this isn't gonna be as good because it's not the original one, but it, they're all really solid cases. Um, it's got new systems in there that actually matter. Uh, it's it's really awesome. You, it, people should play that one. It, you shouldn't don't miss it. So, Jace, when does when does Yakuza Zero come out? That comes out January. Thanks Sick. for asking. 
Uh, maybe February, but I think January. Right. I'm very excited. Oh, Joey, I have the uh, a Japanese copy of Yakuza Zero. I've been playing as well. Uh, that game, you would love that game. Um, awesome. <laughs> so it t- it takes place in the eighties. It's a prequel awesome. to the Yakuza games uh, during the bubble economy uh, era of Japan. And it's just a bunch of Japanese 80s rock music going to so karaoke and singing. Yeah, uh, awesome. So, yeah, that's coming out too. Uh, so, so yeah, that, that's all I'm doing, just patiently, eagerly waiting for Final Fantasy XV. Um, uh, so, that's it for games. Now, we're going to talk about our game of the week that we set uh, about uh, two millennium ago uh, called Virginia, made by Variable State. Uh, what did everyone think of Virginia? Is um, how I'm gonna say it. I, I I lived in Virginia for like about four months, and I gotta say it was not like this. <laughs> <laughs> no missing children, no FBI investigations, no birds. Mm-hmm. There's no birds in Virginia. Yeah, no, that's no. actually a true thing. It's really weird. Really, not a sound for miles. Yeah. Um. We're going to be talking about spoilers, so if you don't want to hear this, skip for like ten minutes. Well, I don't want spoilers. What? I didn't play Joey. it, so I didn't want spoilers. Joey, we we gave you like two months. <laughs> Look, I, I think I think that even if you hear a spoiler, it's probably not going to ruin your experience of it. No, it's a bit. It's a bit of a. I mean, it's hard to follow in the first place, so mm. you know. It's a, All right. So so Kevin, you had we had dissenting. Uh, opinions about virginia did you want to talk a bit about your experience with it I, I would actually <laughs> yeah joe step oh up. did i say joey no I'm you didn't sorry, say joey. anything you just yeah. kind of left it open-ended so uh, kevin kevin did i just didn't really get it basically <laughs> it was just that it, like it's kind of you walk around and you do you walk through the scenes and stuff and then it changes and different scenes happen and some of them are like not real and their dreams maybe but maybe they are <laughs> the thing that i felt most about it is i didn't know why i didn't really understand it i didn't see a good reason why it was a video game because it didn't feel like um it really added anything from me having to walk around um hmm. i feel the opposite because um I think a lot of the game, if you think about the game, obviously it uses a lot of film convention uh, sort of tropes, like a lot of uh, cuts, a lot of editing used for the game that it's influenced by 30 Flights of Loving, which also did that. Um, and, and, and that's how it deals with moving through different scenes. Um, I think how it differs from movies and how it enters, uh, it validates itself as a, or vilifies itself as a game instead is that how I saw the game and how I continue to see the game is that it's a mystery I'm piecing together as I'm playing it. Um, and, and that's sort of enforced as well by the, the psychedelic, psychedelic sort of trip you go on in the latter half or the latter quarter of the game. But I feel like you get a lot of details from the scenery, almost sort of like gone home, but it's, you have a lot sh- uh, lesser, less of less time doing that because Gone Home is, you're walking through a house. This game is, you're in a scene. But when you're in a scene in the the game, you can, like, look around and there'll be, like, a car in the background that has a detail on it that's quite important. Um, Mm. Like, it took me a couple playthroughs before I saw, you know, the guy who's running for mayor, he gives you the pin. Oh, Um, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, Joey, you know him. Yeah. Um, you you played him in the game actually. That that's how. Um, but he has a car and he's got the const- he's got a van with the mayor stuff all over it. But under the mayor veil on the side of the car, you can see the construction logo for the the construction place that they go to at night. And I'm like, I didn't I didn't see that at all. That's like something you can barely even notice. And uh, certain characters' relationships and stuff you can see a little earlier on in the game. Um, it's and I still haven't a hundred percent figured out what is what exactly went went about in the last half but uh i've every time i play through it i learn a little something more about it which yeah. i think is, is sort I of think, interesting yeah, that checks out i think you're i think you're right that it being a game does let you kind of look around and do kind of detective stuff like look for clues like a detective would i just found that to like the clues and stuff that you're looking for i just didn't find it interesting because mm. I definitely think, like, I definitely enjoyed doing that stuff in Gone Home when I yeah. came here. So, mm. Mm. I, I think, I think it, it gets it from, for me at least, being so sort of vague about what it is. So I found it interesting to to sort of try and piece this stuff together, and and it seems like not necessarily all of it fits together, um, in, in a way that is especially cohesive. It felt a lot like um a writing in, in maybe a Coen Brothers movie. Or something like mm. that, and that oh, here's a plot device that it, it, it's never even really talked about again. It's just here for supposedly no reason, like a red herring or something like that. And and the game does that a little bit as well, like with stuff like the box at the end. You don't ever figure out what that shit's about. Um, with the differing yeah. narratives for uh, at the last part, um, where you know you you either go how I interpreted that is that it was a branching path in like how the story went so it, either that happened or the psychedelic trip happened at the end yeah. um, is there a point where different things happen yes no no i mean it's it's branching part in in her life where you know the fbi agent where oh, she so it's like you're becomes... interpreting this part as being real or not yes okay. yeah. I no that... i think they're both real i think they're just parallel universes i took that as like less less as literally real so she's sort of looking down this path that she can go down but i was thinking Mm. of it as her imagining how she'd end up if she did if she did go down that path yeah that's how i originally interpreted it but i started thinking of it more as like oh this is mate i don't know i didn't i didn't feel like it was in her mind yeah um, but bit, I will say that if, if she's imagining a future, a bit presumptuous of her to imagine herself becoming head of the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be so good. So, yeah, someone um, thinks they're pretty cool. Uh, anyway, I think we might be running out of time, so I guess we should. Uh, Max, what did you think about it? Uh, uh, I thought it was really good. I really liked how it used sort of film convention to to tell. Like I, I thought that doing that stuff in a video game context is worth it just because it's weird. Yeah. Um, it's interesting mm. to watch and it's interesting to experience. I didn't pick up on a lot of the finer details. I I, what, I played through it once and, um, yeah, that was that was sort of enough for me. I, but I think a lot of it was just like, you know, kind of thinking into how much is literally real, how much is imagined, and how much... They have that whole bit with the cult at the end, and you're sort of wondering, is it a literal cult, or is it a sort of cult of, you know, stuff that everybody 
sort of engages in just socially. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's you, interesting. You I didn't tell think about me, that. like, it, yeah, <laughs> is that like a analogy for like their repressed society, or is it an actual cult where they're going to sacrifice a, a, a bison or whatever it was? Mm. The bison got me a few times throughout the game, where you have <laughs> you like turn around and it's there, and you're like, ah. <laughs> this bison jump scares. I yeah. think my I think a lot of my problem came with it with my playing it on the PS4. It um like it wasn't optimized that well, and so it kind of had some choppy frame rate. That's stuff. a weird thing. And also like yeah. you move really slow and you turn really slow, but there's like blur on it. That like when you turn, there's like motion blur. That kind of really disorientated me. But I think the themes and stuff were interesting, and it was definitely a worth a project worth doing. Yeah, for sure. Jace, can you Jace, can you take a couple of minutes and try and ex- like tell me what happened because I've got no idea. Um. Okay, it's been a while since I've played it, but do you, do we have enough time? Yeah, yeah. First off, okay. So, uh, she's like you know to start right, like from the start, FBI agent. Yeah, she uh, becomes FBI what? agent and she has to investigate her partner. Mm-hmm. So what? I, okay, so she tries to investigate. Uh, she wants to they encroach on that dude's house right at night so they get arrested they get locked up for that um and she after that point she has the visualization of the the other future where she's all becomes an fbi thing yeah and then that little piece of that little cutout she got is uh, you know a drug yeah some sort of hallucinogenic drug um past that point is either one of two things uh either way she gets fired from being a detective but i some people have been interpreting it as oh she just goes crazy like uh her partner's um uh, uh, mother did sure you know um but i feel like she gets fired and then they find the kid because the ufo obviously didn't happen yeah um the U- but the UFO was in that little area, that little cops area, the the sort of crop circle looking thing, and and she saw the kid in the red runner. Red is a very common theme throughout the game. It's used whenever there is any sort of evidence or anything leading to the truth. The bird is red. Uh, the 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 uh, uh, there's some film or something that's red. That room you go into, the kid's room, the dark room is all red. A lot of red tones used in the game mm. and i think you see at the end he's wearing a red shirt with a red guitar as he's walking down um the the highway and i think he is the ultimate truth and i think the there's certain parts where blue means like a uncertainty so the ufo is blue there's a part where uh halperin is walking into a blue void in a dream sequence and uh at the end in in the crop circle area it's all blue and then after that scene, you and Halperin go take the car and that's the ending scene where you see the red boy walking on the highway. And I think that crop circle is where the body is. So he's dead. I'm pretty sure the kid is dead and they find him despite not being detectives in the end. Uh, it's uncertain how he died. I think maybe they go into that a little bit in the scene where you're taking the rolls of everyone's faces. Um, that, that's a really good sequence, by the way. And, and it might have something to do with that uh, priest guy uh, doing something to him and then the hot, the, the construction people and, and the town conspiring to, to hide this body So because they all have connections. The priest is obviously tied to the mayor who funds that and they're funded by construction dudes. So I feel like it, it all comes together as like a town conspiracy, uh, killing this 
uh, or hiding this dead kid's body um, because of the affair uh, the priest has with the the young girl and trying to blackmail him. How's that? That's good. Nice. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think it's yeah. There's probably a lot of interesting stuff if I go and have a look at what other people have thought about it as well. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've had a look at some forums. It's a lot of people just going on, what the fuck, aliens? <laughs> this is dumb as hell. And it really it really annoyed me um, at, like, is this the level of storytelling that these video game players are into? It's just taking this on face level. <laughs> just like, oh, this is stupid. What, <laughs> they're going to explain it with aliens? Are you serious? Like, that really bummed me out. But, but whatever. <laughs> there, there's a lot of really interesting discussion about it as well. Eurogamer have a good review, so does Polygon. Uh, so there's a lot of good coverage on the game, I think. So yeah, uh, Virginia, I give a scary bison out of uh, 200. What do you give it, Kevin? I give uh, uh, a cup of really good coffee. Damn fine coffee. Damn uh, what fine do you give coffee. it, Max? I give it... Uh, oh, the mayor's giving me this badge. I'm going to put it on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> what do you give it, Joey? Uh, Three. Okay, good. Alright, so that's Virginia, and uh, Max uh, is our next uh, chosen one for the Game of the Week. What have you chosen for us, Max? I chose a little-known game from 1993, one year before I was born. It was Doom. Oh, I love that movie, Dune, with uh, David Lynch directed that. Or, or the Doom movie with The Rock. The Rock stint. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. None other. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> so so why have you have you chosen this archaic, old, ew, old games? Yeah, what? Old. I remember you accusing us of being too into retro games, Max. What's this? Oh, this one's free. Ah, oh, there you go. Is it? I, I, oh, I hope I didn't just reveal some accidental piracy. I'm pretty sure it's free. You can just, you can just load it up, like, play it in your browser. Yeah, but it doesn't have any good music in it. It's, like, completely silent. Yeah, that wasn't acceptable to me. Okay, well, I, I think, I, I thought it, deal. I thought it might be, like, fun to do a bit of a, a bit of a classic retrospective. You know, maybe you yeah. guys could, you could get your game design gloves on and tear it apart and put it back together and learn a thing or two no. along the way yeah no, 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 no. no we don't we don't believe in uh the school of john romero level design so i'm afraid <laughs> that we can't do that i i'm gonna choose daikatana as my next one and then after that please I'm don't choose, i'm gonna choose daikatana again yeah <laughs> and i'm gonna so... choose daika i'm gonna choose daikatana for the game boy color that's but an that actual game secretly a good game yeah, I told I was talking to Kevin about really? that, and and that that okay. So that game, Daikatana on the Game Boy, was John Romero wanted them to make like a classic style up action RPG like Zelda, like a top down Zelda, no and they shit. licensed it out to a Japanese company, and it's actually good. Really? Oh, yeah. Right. John Romero put a rom. It was never released officially, but John Romero put a rom up on his website for it, and it's sick. Cool. But uh, anyway, awesome. um, yeah. So we're gonna play Doom. Uh, you should play along. There's like Doom's on everything, right? It's like on the toaster. Snow. Yes, it's on your printer. You can play Where it in your bathtub. Yeah, Ooh, I actually, I actually first played it on the wall of a bathroom at a pub. Really? Everywhere. Was it hell? Was it hell pub? 
It was Mars? it was Hell yeah. Pub. Have you guys been to Hell Pub? I've Gr- been to Hell Pub. Great Mars. trivia nights at Hell Pub on Mars. <laughs> Gr- really good wings. Yeah. It's one of my real. favorite questions they ask. Where are we? And then you just answer and you say Hell. Hell Pub on Mars. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> You've got to really know your Martian history though to really have a shot. Yeah, yeah. I was imagining it was like a fun, like wacky restaurant thing. It's like sometimes one of the waiters or someone says, "Where are we?" and then the whole restaurant <laughs> screams out, "Oh, Hell Mar- Pub on Mars. Mars!" Yeah, yeah. This, I'd this go is, there. This is by far the stupidest thing we've ever talked about on the podcast. Almost amazing. Yeah. I'll just have the uh, Martian fries, the Martian burger, and can I just say fries and burger? No. <laughs> no. No. If you say that, you get kicked out. You, you uh, get got, ejected got... in, into the atmosphere <laughs> of Mars. Um, recently, when I was in Melbourne, I got really mad because this uh, this burger restaurant made me say, Jesus Christ, instead of a cheeseburger. Where was and I this? Said, Some place. <laughs> but it, it doesn't matter. They made um, you say that at Huckster Burger. Yeah, no, okay. So I said, hey, can I just get a cheeseburger, please? And they said, what? And I was like, "Can I get a cheeseburger?" Never like, heard what? of a cheeseburger. And then, and then, and then Jacinta said, a, "A Jesus Christ!" And he's like, "Oh, a Jesus Christ! Of course you can get that." I'm like, are you what fucking? What are you talking about? Do you know exactly what I'm talking about when I say a cheeseburger? You piece of garbage! <laughs> Don't make me go into your restaurant and say Jesus Christ. Anyway, I'd be a little confused at a Huckster burger if you asked for a cheeseburger because they're known for not having them. They have Jesus Christ yeah. burgers. Where- <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this podcast as a platform. I'm calling you out, uh, Huckster burger. You you don't don't make me say that. Also. Also, you're too ex- way too expensive. Stop charging more because you think you're cool, you bunch of losers. Oh, no, we're going to get sued, aren't this we? This message goes out to Tim at Huckster Burger Churnside <laughs> Park. I hope there's not one there. I, th- I don't there think is there is. You had a big stupid bull in the corner. Anyway, And Tim, let's you're talk dead about... to me. You're dead, Tim. Um, so, so we're going to do a pitch that game, and I haven't... I haven't told you boys about this, but I've changed it up this week. What? I've mixed up, I've mixed up the rules. I'm so, my resignation. Yeah, I don't like this. Not one bit. I'm getting sweaty. Okay, well, let, well let, let me let me tell you a bit about it because I was getting sick of, I was getting sick of just auto generating names and getting Jackie Chan's Fun Cruise Park because th- that's only funny once. So I thought instead we could use our game designer brains and take a g- games that are already exist. And recontextualize them based only on their names. Okay. So, Ooh. so like taking the names literally, literally in some sense. So, like let's say for example, I've got on my shelf Final Fantasy Type Zero. So that would be a game about a, a bunch of anime characters hitting the zero on a keyboard. No, maybe. it'd be, it'd be <laughs> obviously be about blood. <laughs> yes, that was the, all of them getting blood tests. Or they, blood are they discovering you? It's a blood RPG. They discover a yes. new type of diabetes. It's type zero diabetes. <laughs> yes, but uh, so I'll need you guys to forget everything you know about these games I'm about to say, and only think of them in terms of their names, and, and design a game around that instead. You got it? Yeah, okay. I'm. I'm getting my brain out, and I'm wringing it out like it's a wet hand cloth. Like a wet 
piece of piece of cheese you got there. How, how do you get? Um, the... Yeah, I don't. It's I not don't absorbent. Know I'm still thinking about that wet? Jesus Christ it's situation. Cottage, all right. Cheese. Oh yeah. That's not real you cheese might. though. You can't well, really. Don't it's you guys? Haven't you that guys ever? Got... It's, fake, it's, it's fake cheese. By definition, it is cheese. So. It's fake cheese. Nobody eats it. Ricotta. You can have wet cheese. Guys, I think we are first. missing the broader <laughs> issue here, which is if you tried to wring out cottage cheese, it'd just go through all your fingers. Would it, Max? Would it? I, yeah. look, what if it I was know. wet? I what if... I have a I have a saucy little wager for you right now. Go to your fridge right now and do it and see what happens. <laughs> You'll be surprised at the results. Pleasantly. Pleasantly surprised. Okay. Um, I've got the names right here. Okay, so okay. three names. Alright, here, here are the games. Remember, forget everything you know about them. What are they? You don't know. Number one. Firewatch. Okay. Number two. The Phantom Pain. And number three, Resident Evil. Okay. So those are the three game names. I'm gonna I'm gonna give them to you guys in in pog form, in text form, right now. Pew. Um. All right. So we should play a game. Um. What's my favorite dog? Hmm. You guys know. Um, I don't know dog. That one that's from. The one that's in Ghost Trick. I think that's a Pomeranian. Ah, uh, yeah. Shutakumi names that puts his dog in every game that he makes. Missile. Yeah, Missile, right. that's a good name. It is a good name. It is a good especially name. Especially for the kind of dog that it is. For a little Pomeranian. I've got two. I don't know. I the same both. Unfair. It's unfair. <laughs> I don't care. Listen, I'm still. I'm. I'm not right, even fully right, in right. this. I'm still mad about cheeses. Christ! My, I'm so, so surprised that you've held on to that for so long. <laughs> Listen, you don't make me go into a store. Like it, it's not a. I'm not lopping when I go into a cheeseburger <laughs> restaurant. I want a fucking cheeseburger. I'm not here. I'm not going to fucking medieval times and going. Oh, can I get the old timey cheese sandwich, sir? I just I just want a fucking cheeseburger from your place, and it's expensive. Don't make me play along with your little game, Huckster Burger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my go. actual an- like my actual answer is uh, Saint Bernard because of Beethoven. Okay, good. <laughs> but my good other choice. answer would have been an Akita, but we're not talking about, like the Akita doesn't count. What is the Akita? Akita's the Japanese dog. Curly tail. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Look at that. Okay. <laughs> Come here, Papa. <laughs> what about like, like Max? In a Kami where you can get a skin that's just exactly the same but with a curly tail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not much of a memes man, but I always thought Doge was pretty cute. <laughs> a Shiba. A, a Shiba Inu. They're cute dogs. They're the they baby versions of. Kids. They're the micro versions. They yeah. look so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucked, man. That's so mean. No, it's cute. It's cute. That's cute how thick they look. <laughs> oh, look at St. Bernard's, though. They're just precious. Oh. Think Dogs... of how much fun dog slobber you could harvest. 
Let's sell it and make a mint. I'll make a mint. Where? You know, wizards, druids. Okay. I don't know. There's a market for it somewhere, I bet. I guess. Nary Warren. (laughs) (laughs) The druid central. I think so. Yeah. Something central. Um... Okay, so this is tough, but uh, I was going to pick Kevin, but I, I thought about Pomeranians in my mind. What is your fa- actual favourite dog, though? I don't have one. I just said a random thing. Just, just waiting for... <laughs> going to type them in have and see seen, which one's my favourite. Have you seen those pictures of that Pomeranian that has like the seaweed or, like, eyebrows, so it looks really angry? <laughs> oh, I'm going to look this up. Oh, rats, I should have said Oh, my massive. God! This is my favourite dog. <laughs> what about the Tibetan Mastiff? You know, we're, we're taking this podcast over. We're making it just a podcast <laughs> just about dog dogs. Dogcast. Ever since I started this segment, this podcast has turned into nothing but it's trouble. Just, it's, it's gone off the rails. This thing looks crazy. <laughs> what does? The Tibetan oh, Mastiff. Like yeah. hunting like... Lions. This dog will <laughs> fucking kill you. I want you. one so bad. They're like they're like bears. He's All fucking right. huge. He looks like a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um. Okay. I was gonna say. Uh. I don't know. Pomeranian's faces kind of annoy me for some reason. That's fair but, enough. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with the the uh, Shiba Inu. With uh, Max, oh, uh, the meme, hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's my real favorite dog. <laughs> the, hot, the hot dog. <laughs> That's right, yeah, we thought we should have guessed. Uh, all right. Let me tell you guys. I just got back from from my local games retailer. Local games retailer got it. Um, in the bargain bucket. The the five I love that bargain bucket. Five dollar PC Good. games. I picked up this weird looking thing called Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Uh. Um, you boot it up, and you you start off by selecting a house that you're gonna live in. You get Good. you get mm-hmm. to rent the house from your landlord, and you got a certain amount of time to just trash it because you're a bad dude. And then, and then you know, you go around, you go in the house, maybe you, like, you know, set a little fire on the lawn, you walk in, you start, like, you get out your, maybe, like, a potato potato gun and start shooting out the windows, start scribbling things on the walls. Your landlord's, you know, he's going to be back in 20 minutes. He's going to be back in 20 minutes. You're still <laughs> scribbling things on the walls, maybe a pea it's somewhere. It's like the cat in the hat. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're just a really, really bad resident. You're an evil resident. Yeah, someone say say you're evil. Everything everything gets you points, but if you make too much noise, the neighbours might call the cops. You can maybe, you can go on Facebook and invite everyone to a party right away at your house. (laughs) You've not even moved in yet. The boxes are still everywhere. And you're starting a party. So it's the opposite of the game Party Hard, then. I like it. It's 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 Hardy Party. <laughs> Hardy Boys. <laughs> Guys, read Hardy Boys. Sounds like this. Sounds like the plot for Biodome. <laughs> 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 uh, 
um, but a house. Do you think um, while you're tracking the place, like uh, you can see in the street, it's like a bird's eye Sims view kind of, but um, you can see in the street just your neighbors looking on very afraid, like, oh, like holding their children. What's and if you doing? look over at them, they're looking through the blinds and then they quickly shut the blinds. Like, don't look at him. He's drawing, he's he's drawing things on a wall and it gets 10 points every time. Unless he writes something, like maybe if he says something like really rude on there, or like he <laughs> he draws a meme, <laughs> then that's extra points. Oh, uh, extra points. Okay, that makes sense. Extra points. What, what kind of mean things would he write? I said uh, he draws a meme. Oh, okay. Like a, I thought it would be like, like teachers suck. Te- <laughs> you know? Homeworks. Homeworks the worst. <laughs> and he underlines the worst. Yeah, really yeah, worst in all caps. Yeah. You go you go at, you go at the back to the pool and you put food dial through it. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you're just laughing the whole time. You, Truly evil. You're gonna set some fireworks off in, in the in the in the sunroom. There's a sunroom in this house and you're setting fire <laughs> What are you doing? Yeah, what are you imagine doing? my face. It's too many points. Would you believe it? High score, high score, high score. I'm just too good at this. You're really good at it. Max has just gone into his... He's going to be pitching this game for the rest of his life and he's never going to come back. I know, I know, I know the one word that'll stop him from doing it. <laughs> I know his trigger word if yeah. he's ever in a coma. Yeah. What, what is it? Ants. Oh. oh dear! Well, actually, you you can you can go to the kitchen, go into the kitchen, get a knife, <laughs> get a knife, Speaking get honey, words. and then start <laughs> spreading the honey all the way from that big ant pile out next to the pool and spread it all the way through the house. The ants will just oh, follow no. it. Gross! Now it's an ant house. <laughs> this is Resident terrible. Evil colon ant, ant house. <laughs> the expansion. <laughs> The expansion actually came in the box. I couldn't believe it for five dollars. <laughs> it looks like something, something from two thousand and two. But it, I actually imagine it looks a lot like Postal Two. Good. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what that's, I'm, I'm that's thinking. What I, that's what was my question. What does it look like? Postal like Two, like overly sort of cartoony, goofy sort of yeah. violence. A lot of like Late 90s. a lot of shit humor that's just like, oh no, it's not shit. It's it's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> You're not offended by it, but maybe your mum is. That's parents cool. are lame. Did we did we mention how lame parents are? Sega. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the the version you get the the big bulky PC game you got, Max. Did it have a? Was it the edition that had like a big red rubber stamp over the front of it of like, you know, uncut and uh, unrated? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like oh, it's it, this this is uh, too much. Not this game. It says somewhat <laughs> phallic on the front. <laughs> Quote somewhat phallic. <laughs> Time magazine. <laughs> While you were talking about that, Max, when we were talking about the, the rude words he wrote on the graffiti, it reminded me when I was in primary school in, like, year one, and I knew the word fuck, but I didn't know what it meant. I just knew it was rude, and I wrote on my pencil case, school fuck. Um, 
<laughs> and my mum found it. And it was like, what's this, Jace? What does this say? And I said, oh, it's, it says it says school face, mum. <laughs> and she's like, what does that mean? It's like, it's when you, your face when you go to school. Good she save. I mean, it's a good, it's a good save because school fuck doesn't mean anything. Anyway, <laughs> also my writing was very bad. Good um, save, good save. Thanks, man. Um, so that's Resident Evil. Uh, so so what's the the uh, next game we should play? I don't think we should play favorite cats because there's just like pick, there's just like pick, just pick the next dog. No, just okay. go, go with favorite pool toy. Favorite so, pool we toy. We don't need two games every time. Noodle. <laughs> favorite. Noodle. Favorite pool toy. Purple noodle. Noodle. You got it. Max goes again. <laughs> no. Um, all, I'll, I'll go with... Max pitches. I'll, I'll go with Joey's. Ooh. Decisions. Decisions. Do I do Firewatch? Or do I do The Phantom Pain? I'm, I'm shaking my head. <laughs> I know what I want him to do. Do I know what I want to do? Um, Don't fuck Kevin up like this, Joey. The Phantom Pain... Would be fun. I'll give. I'll let you have it. Thank you so much. Um, we're gonna do Firewatch now. Firewatch is it's a revolutionary new game. It combines mm. both survival and tycoon games together. Mm-hmm. Uh, you play as a man mm-hmm. sitting in front of a fireplace. Yes, watching your fire. Uh huh. Now you need to keep this fire stoked. If it goes out, you possibly might die. Who knows? Okay. We, we don't know unless we let the fire go out. Uh-huh. All we know is we don't want to let the fire go out. Okay. Bad things might happen. Yeah. So, you're watching this fire. Over time, you can build up your log, your sticks. You can then trade in your sticks for... How do you build them up? Where do you get them from? Look, it's, it's part cookie clicker as well. Let's okay. go with that too. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, they build up. They build up over time. You can maybe sell them to buy fire lighted, fire bricks or briquettes okay. or matches. Uh, or you can maybe trade them in and trade in a thousand sticks for one log. <laughs> that one log can burn more than those sticks exactly, could ever. Exactly right. It's value for money. And uh, you just want to watch that fire, make sure it it keeps up there. And it's it's kind of like you know the sc- fire screensavers that you get, or, yeah, it sounds or you load up. A, yeah, exactly. Like, you you um, load up one of those YouTube videos. It's just a nice fire. Is place. it like a little inferno? Do you remember Little Inferno? Is that I do? I think so. Yeah, I think so. But this is uh, more. It's more like the YouTube video. You're just okay. watching a fire, but with icons <laughs> on the outside. Okay, I feel good. like. Yeah. I feel like it's not relaxing though because you don't. I don't know what happens to me when it goes out. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's, what's going to happen what, to me? It's not hard to keep it stoked. Yeah, so exactly. The reality is when cool. you light a fire in real life, you never know what's going to happen when it goes out. <laughs> you know, you don't know if it's, it might catch you on fire. Exactly, the ski freak game <laughs> might come along and gobble you up. It's still relaxing either way. This is now just... I'm never going to light a fire again. Well, what, ha- the, what happens if what happens if you that not having the fire lit? Causes the ski, the, the, free, the ski free yeti. This is just a so, seething, a seething indictment of causation theory. No, is it's, what you're it's saying. Relaxing, <laughs> it's a relaxing time, despite what all of you think. What nice. I think that what if, you, what if what if you can have what a if, nice what? glass of red wine if you want. Well, not in game, obviously. You can have it <laughs> no. in real life while you're watching it. <laughs> Put on some nice music and just have a real good relaxing time. Watching your fire in Firewatch. But don't let I it don't, 
I don't understand where the bit comes where it's like you don't know what will happen if the fight. <laughs> do I... That's the reality of life. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, Max. Max, do you... yeah, exactly. Do you know what's going to happen tomorrow? Exactly. No. <laughs> so we never know what happens when we let the fire go out. Let's say there's a big blizzard and you'll freeze to death. Who knows? You don't know because you're watching that fire like a good fire-watching boy. <laughs> you can't see the window behind you, mate. Does it have achievements? Absolutely has achievements. Oh, I'm so I just... hot dog. I am so some sort of heathen. Of course, it has achievements. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, the best one is fire watched. <laughs> you watch the fire hours. for three consecutive years without stopping. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's got one of those like Stanley Parable kind of games in it where yeah. Yeah. you can stoke it for like four hours or or so. You get a second fire. Whoa! Some uh, just a man comes up and sits by the fire with you. <laughs> exactly. He doesn't even say anything. Smokes but, his but pipe. At, at, he doesn't say anything. He just sits next to you. But as the fire starts to dim, he starts to shake. <laughs> yeah, He's that's scared. not what he knows. It's like a bug splat in a <laughs> desert bus. It's sort of like that, the computer in the bunker and Lost. Exactly. It, yeah. We don't know whether it's going to do anything, but we've been stoking it for years. Better keep this stoking. Is... What a fucking game. Holy shit. Yeah, that was a journey. And what? it could be so much more. Just with your help, I just need payments of $9.99. There was that April Fool's thing on, on Reddit. Like this year or last year, maybe where it was just a button and it counted down for a minute, and then whenever <laughs> there was two yeah, clicked it, it went and back up. anyone clicked That's it, right. it went back up. And they were trying, some people wanted to keep it alive for as long as possible. Some people wanted the timer to run out and see what happened. It was very interesting. It, it, like there were thousands and thousands of people, and they were all engaging in this weird, weird behavior because I clicked it once. Part, part of it was that the later you. Because at the start, it never got below, like, 55 seconds because everyone's just clicking it. But the lower it, the lower it went, <laughs> okay, you got, it. A, like, a different colour badge. And so it was, like, really rare oh. to, to have, like, a red badge because that meant it had less than 10 seconds. And so there was all this weird, like, hierarchy that fell out of it. I don't know, I think when it ran out, just nothing happened. But it was interesting. I can't, I can't believe it ran out. <laughs> that's amazing they kept, yeah they kept it going it was like the the holiday hole as well Did oh yeah the that? holiday hole i love the holiday hole yeah because against humanity like bankroll just people spending money for time on this digger for that <laughs> so they would dig a big big hole and on there frequently asked questions like uh are you donating the money or anything it's like well why don't you donate your money <laughs> instead of donating uh i think uh, holiday Hole would have been infinitely more funny if the stream was not machines, but just people <laughs> digging <laughs> with yeah, shovels. That would have been pretty good. It's alright, we can do that one day. And we'll make no money. Because <laughs> no one will care. That's because we would have yeah. already made our money on Firewatch, that classic, <laughs> classic game. Firewatch is a, a fascinating, also a fascinating it's, it's, social experiment. That's what I was about to say just then. It's 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 good to see, you know, what happens. Maybe there's is a it? promise of becoming a... Maybe there's a promise of becoming a god. Oh, yeah. Who knows wow. what's at the end? Maybe there's a boat know. at the end. 
That's, it's just a boat and then the game ends. Look, we, <laughs> it's like nothing even tell, happens. We can't, we can't know for That's sure. That's what should have been at the end of Curiosity of the Cube. You just win a boat. Win a boat. <laughs> it changes your life. Now you've got a boat. It do, No, it does change your life. Exactly. Though. Yeah. You become a pirate, you become a fisherman. You can be whatever you exactly. want on the high seas. Could be do a that. fly watcher on the yeah, high seas. Yeah, couldn't do that before you had a boat. Landlubber. <laughs> how, how I was actually picturing Firewatch, and I actually think it's inferior to what Joey eventually created, but just a, a just a boy discovers a watch, and uh, he puts it on, and he can beam fires and shit. Oh, that's pretty start, yeah, that's like, what it's I was thinking ma- of, except it was like, it was like a James, it was like a, he's like a spy, he's <laughs> like a James Bond guy. And the first time you see it is like he's in front of a firing squad, and then he's, he's watched. Wait, like, I need to check the time. Yeah, he's like, what? <laughs> yeah, what's your last words? Like, just I'd like to check the time, and they discuss it, and then flamethrowers them all. I was, I was thinking it's a mod for The Sims, and it's just a watch that you can buy that every like maybe every 10 minutes has like a 1 in 100 chance of bursting into flames and killing us. Oh my god. Yeah. Like the Samsung guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that that is a real product. <laughs> you can, yeah, you can have yeah, for yourself. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to just have a phone that would maybe combust? It's James Bond by accident and explodes his own car. <laughs> it's not like a cool spy thing though It's just like, oh Jesus Oh, oh, oh my gosh oh. oh my god, someone call the ambulance Please Alright, we're up to the last game And that okay. is Kevin's The Phantom Pain So the Phantom what's Pain this, What's this Phantom Pain everyone's talking we about? We open up pretty much exactly on the opening scene of Toy Story <laughs> There's a mum getting ready For, uh, for their kid's birthday um, they're getting ready. It's an idyllic household. It's like the start of um, uh, um, Heavy Rain, where they're having that birthday party as well. There's a weird, there's a weird coincidence <laughs> between those two things. Um, and they go up, and she's gonna. She has a pie, and she. Oh, they always put the pie on the on the windowsill, and they go and they go and put it on the. And that's, but oh no, <laughs> the window pane. <laughs> It's missing. <gasps> it's ah, it's like the it. Phantom Pain. So where? Oh, uh, you piece of shit. This is so. Here's how it plays. Right, it plays like I am bread, but you're the window pane. <laughs> <laughs> and so you press the different buttons for your different corners and stuff, and you can like drag. It's like it's, it's a physics silliness game. You can like drag pillows and stuff around mm-hmm. to try and uh, land on, but you can also like grab the corners of stuff and fling around because you're a lot heavier than a piece of bread so you can get stuff where you like, grab a corner of like a swing set and fling it around you'll fly like 100 meters um you just have to make sure you don't land somewhere where you're gonna smash uh, and it's intercut so that would be a real pain exactly that would be a pain indeed um <laughs> and it's kind of kind of fun story where you meet other characters and it's kind of feels like um it's like that it's like that the Pixar short with the little lamps, right? It's like Luxo Jr. That's the kind <laughs> of character of this little, this little uh, glass pane dude. And, like you go to a shop where, like a glass dude's shop, and there's all these glass panes, and they're trying to tell you about, oh, this is what happens, and eventually you find your way back, and it's in a cut with kind of scenes of what uh, what's going on at home while you're away.
So I, I don't I don't really understand how how I, I understand it's like iron bread, but so you're moving around like the bread is, like on its yeah. corners. Yeah. But you're a okay. sheet of glass. <laughs> and you've gotta try and get you're trying to go places, but you can't go too hard or you're gonna smash yourself. I so don't you can... Okay, so so what is left behind when you move? So there's no window there? Yeah. So it's it's like it's like it becomes wall. Would you say the purpose is to try to get them to put pies on the window? No, yeah, so, yeah, that, and then you need to disappear once they've put it down to the next window. <laughs> no, I think that's I think Jace is exactly right in what it is. If a window decides to leave where its window is, that is space that space <gasps> is not an empty hole. That space is a bricked up window. That's <laughs> fucked. Yeah. Alright. Is this is there a... gonna be like there there should be puzzles where okay, so you're an openable window, aren't you? Yeah. So you can go up against walls and become a window and maybe <laughs> something can can go through that and you can like make an object for a puzzle transport to the other side of the building. Shit, that's like that's like actually good. I was thinking about that yeah. the other day about what if because in um Joey's trying to get me to put he's put the the finger trap one end on his nose and no, one end on my finger. No, I didn't. It didn't work. <laughs> um, I was thinking the other day because I, I watched Arrival and in that they had kind of... They had like the alien spaceships and they didn't have like normal doors and stuff and they kind of opened up and stuff. But I thought it would be interesting. They didn't really do this in Arrival, but like what if these aliens, their spaceships and stuff in, for doors, their ships and like everything they have is just like featureless like cube. And then if you walk up to it, it just like a hole opens in it. What if if you just had an ability to just make like a portal, you know, like a like a goofy cartoon portable hole in like a wall, and you could move it around and do stuff with it? Yeah. Or like you you could be like Windows like coming coming home for the day on on the way back. Like, hey, what's that? Alternate reality. There's um, it's a it's a bank heist gone south. And then now it's a hostage situation. There's police police cars out the front. Everyone's you know trying to get the trying to get the robbers on the you know on the on the horn. And then you sneak around the back, yeah, jump up onto the wall, the open yourself like, up, and be like, "Psst, psst, so get in me." Yeah, you have, you have a button. You have a button for like opening and closing your like shutter. So like, you go like bang, bang, bang to get people's attention. <laughs> or when you're outside, you can like close and then open up really fast to do a little. Do hop. they really enjoy people getting climbing through them, much like the xylophones on accounting when you hit them? Yeah, the maybe, maybe there's uh, I don't know. He's it's like a little, a little. He's a little do good window. He's like Brum. <laughs> 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 he goes out. He goes out, and he just has kind of nice little adventures. This where, just uh, became. Out. This just became incredibly marketable. <laughs> <laughs> it was marketable from the start, baby. <laughs> this is uh, who do real we? Sophie's choice here. Who voices window in the window movie? I want the window to be silent, like Brom oh, or Luxo Junior. Now window. What if he talks at the end? But he's got friends who talk. Wacky if there was ever a Firewatch movie, the the fire would have an inner monologue and have the voice of, say, you know, Michael Palin or, or uh, <laughs> something really just regal and real. Or the, or the dude from the room, Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy. He'd be like, "Oh, you're tearing me apart, me fire." <laughs> 
That was real classic, man. Is that good? I think um the guy who stands next to you, uh, on, sits next to you with the fire should be uh Christopher Lee. Willem, yeah, good idea. Willem Willem Dafoe. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. This is a really meaty, dramatic role for him. <laughs> uh, well, Christopher Lee is definitely the fire then. Or like maybe a yeah. comedian actor, but like a really serious role. You know, like they sometimes Jim do. Jim Carrey in uh, the number twenty. 23, 23. Yeah. yeah, like who, who's the comedian that hasn't done a serious role yet? Jim Carrey in the number 23. No, that was serious. Alright? It doesn't matter. <laughs> Michael Caine um, the fire. Yeah, Michael Caine as the fire, I yeah, think. No, that's that's good. When you said Michael Caine, that's what I thought. I thought I imagined Michael Caine as no, the fire. That's also really good. Bloody hell, I'm a fire. <laughs> Young is supposed to be a fire. I'm just a fire. It's been... Half an hour in the movie, and not even on just a fire. See, Mr. This, Wayne. This is in the movie, in the cinemas, it's a cigar. It's actually it's a bit of cinematography trick. It's a sausage. <laughs> if you wanna, if you wanna play a fun game, go uh, just get the script of any of the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Find a scene that is Michael Caine and Batman, and then swap their voices around. <laughs> <laughs> Some fires just want to see their wood burn. Yeah, yep. Some fires do have them. <laughs> Smash cut. Fire watch the movie. Millions walk out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bloody lonely fire. I'm a bloody fire, Master Wayne. I just He's don't... not always fucking. <laughs> yes, he is. That's, how I, that's what I have to say to start doing the Michael Caine voice. Yeah. That and you're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. Oh, what about Michael Caine? You can, yeah, say, his, his you can say his name. Say his yeah. own name. Michael Caine. <laughs> different... Michael Caine. It's like what he would say if he was a Pokemon. Michael Caine. <laughs> Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Oh my god, look, it's Michael Caine. <laughs> I choose you. Whoa, this is definitely a podcast in itself. Michael Caine, blow the doors off. <laughs> Michael Caine. <laughs> Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> he's like he's acting. He like wants a pat or something. He's like rubbing up against you, Michael Caine. Mike, Michael Caine. You give him a candy. Oh, he's bloody cute as hell. You say John Candy? Just, like Michael Caine's head on like a seal's body. <laughs> I've oh, got, gross. I've, That's black and white three. I've got excess Michael Caine candy. <laughs> What does he evolve into? It's like a Michael Caine with two heads. It's like two, two <laughs> dead executors. Yeah. If we call like dragon. Michael Caine Caine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Michael Caine's. Um, he evolves into, he starts off as um, um, Italian job or whatever movie it is where he blows the bloody doors off and then he evolves eventually into Alfred. He evolves into different roles Michael Caine has had. I was thinking he could just transform into the Italian job sort of car. <laughs> he just becomes a car with a face on it. <laughs> Michael Caine. <laughs> Michael Caine. So which right. one of these games it will rule them all? This is uh, probably... This has been, this the- has been a big one. <laughs> This is pro- this is the probably the longest pitch that game we've ever done, and also the hardest choice I've ever had to make. 
Not even in pitch that game, just in, in general. Just in real life. <laughs> in life. It's like it's like choosing children here. But uh, <laughs> one of them one of them has to be picked. Okay. And, um, if it's like kids, go with mine because mine's the oldest. <laughs> the way it works. Is that so how mine. picking kids work? Here's if you ever are struck with a with a Sophie's choice as they call it, remember this simple <laughs> rule. Just pick the oldest, then you don't have to worry. Yeah. Oh, that, like, you don't even have to know their names. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like Alright, so let's let's uh uh Max, I'll I'll y- yours is fantastic. You 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 got it's great. <laughs> you just blow it. You just blow up the house. You really nailed what Resident Evil would be like without without that uh, context of being Thank a zombie you. game. The, Thank th- you. the thing about the word name Resident Evil is that it makes absolutely no sense with what the, oh. the actual Resident Evil is. No, 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 it doesn't. Well, it's Biohazard in Japan. That's a bit more. That makes sense. I, I, more, I think yeah. I think Resident Evil is a fantastic title because you just remember it. Biohazard yeah. sounds a bit like. Oh, is it like a zombie game? Is it like a nuclear game? Resident <laughs> Evil can only be Resident Evil. It's some sort of nuclear game. This is this is a game about bombs. Um, mm. uh, I think that uh, the Phantom Pain has a lot of has a, has a lot to it as well, and it spawned the Michael Caine discussion. <laughs> um, and, and there's there's actually interesting puzzles you could do with the uh, the, the window pane opening up. Yeah, if we don't yeah. do it, someone else is going to do that game where you can yeah, shoot holes gonna... through things. Yeah. Yeah, we got to do it before anyone's. Oh, like like portal? You mean no, like? Better, I mean, it kinda, it's portal. like it's like portal, but it's different. But you are the portal. Oh, it, well, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a portal. Um, but I think uh, Firewatch really became bigger. It became, it became a multimedia franchise. It did. It won the hearts and minds of everyone, which is what the fire wanted you to do. It, it became bigger than Joey as a concept. I could I couldn't control of, it. Yeah. That's, that's true. It did it itself. Just like it, it's almost frog fractions level, but somehow even more meta of just being like, have a relaxing time playing this relaxing oh, game, but you? nobody knows what happens. And just being like, no, it's super relaxing. It, it's super. It's just a super relaxing game, but don't let it go out. And just no one knows what the fuck happens. But um, as as uh, the only thing anyone knows is that as it's starting to dim, you just feel a dull rumbling in your computer, and it's really strange. I mean, your actual room um, in real life gets really cold and unsettling. Um, so I would like to to end this. Uh, so so Firewatch wins my heart, as but all of them are. I, I would take these games over the actual games any day of the week, <laughs> personally. Um, I'd like to end this segment by saying that Max just sent us a picture of a chair. What What is this for? What's it's it uh, it's it's a you want to. It's a 19th century sex chair. Oh dear. It's really That's very fancy. It's... That's extremely regal. I'm I'm trying to picture what's going on here. It's what? white with like some gold trim. It looks no, sort of no, like no, a rocking but... horse, but with a lot of yeah, a lot so of. So that bottom that bottom part, I think, is you put you get feet in there, and they've got some space on the there's space on the back for your heels, so you don't get you don't get pushed backwards, and you can cross the way, I guess. And then you got some handles up there, and then the ladies oh. up there on the top. Oh. 
looks like a slug. It does look like that. It looks like a. It looks like a slug. A grasshopper. It looks like a slug. Oh. This looks like a drawing of a, a slug, slug that MC Escher drew. A slug hopper. <laughs> like a Salvador Dali slug. Yeah, yeah. Here. Uh, this this looks I don't know I, that look I don't want to fuck on a slug personally. It sort of it sort of looks <laughs> that's like a, a. That's my new Doctor Seuss book. I don't want to fuck on a mug. I don't want to fuck on a slug. <laughs> you don't yeah you don't need a fancy chair for this. Turn that Joey just put on the. I no I did it. Extremely loud. You know what? it looks like someone said I want to commission a new ironing board and it's gonna be <laughs> very fancy. And it's gonna be—it's gonna look like it belongs in a, in the palace of King Louis the Sixteenth, and and just design more and more things on it, until it looks—you're not sure what it is anymore. <laughs> it's a conversation <laughs> starter. What? What is it? This insane. Well, let's go fuck on. All <laughs> right. Thanks for joining us on this Skype <laughs> video. Well, I was going to say I'm we should sp- make that the thumbnail, but we shouldn't because it's a fuck chair. Yeah, on probably a, not. On a, special, on a special, unbelievably long cast. <laughs> Bumper it's, issue. Uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a real special one for all you boys and girls. I mean, we didn't have one for a while, so this is a nice bonus. The bumper crop. <laughs> this, is, this is probably, I'm going to say right now, this is the best podcast that we've ever recorded. <laughs> this is exactly what I love. Good. So, if you want to find a fuck chair, just look it up. You'll find it, probably. You'll find it. century fuck chair. It's around. Um, Google. And yeah. you can look up Help I'm Haunted while you're at it. You find Ooh, our Sky Pirate Radio on Twitter. I hear there's I some fireplaces guess, in that. If you looked up Help I'm Haunted, I bet you could probably scroll down to the bottom and sign up to our mailing list if you if you, if you felt that need. Yeah, I, if you just play. felt like it, like, you don't need to do it. <laughs> but you, if you feel like it, you totally can, and that'll be so cool. Yeah, were, you, were that to be typed in on a computer, yours, <laughs> yeah. someone else's, um, one of the library, who knows what could happen. Hmm. And if uh, you gave us your, uh, your all your money, uh, you just you just sent it all to us, that'll be cool. No, yeah. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> not going to take anyone's money. If you have questions for the podcast, please send them to questions at skypiratestudios.com or you can send them to us at Twitter at skypiratradio. And uh, if you don't feel like it, just ask your mum or dad. Yeah, ask ask your mum or dad for help. Maybe um, they have the answers. Next week's game of the week is Doom, so play some Doom on the mm. printer at work. Nowhere and else. that's it, thank you. <laughs> that's the whole, po- well no, it's not the whole podcast because we have a final thought from Max that he Obviously. totally forgot about. Oh, uh, hey, uh, why does, why does your rocking horse not have a horse head on it? <laughs> oh, that's, uh, nah, King dude, Louis. that's, that's my antique ironing board. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't think about it, grandson. But, what, <laughs> what's this, what's this bottom part for? What's this one for? He's like just like putting his head in. through it and <laughs> <laughs> just like crawling through I don't, I don't see why you would need this for an ironing board. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Like, what's this part? Little... Do you hold on to it? Why would you hold on to it? Why is it got... I don't know why you have this, brother. Why is there massage oil in the bottom? Why is there a com- <laughs> compartment for that? That's all. What's this? What's the story with this? Alright, we're going. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Uh, have a good week. Bye. Love you. Just an odd ironing board. <laughs>